This podcast represents the opinions of Katie Allen, PA, and guests of her show. The content is for informational purposes only and in no way sets up a patient relationship. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Now, here's Katie Allen. Okay, this is Make Me Pretty Podcast, and we have Haley Queen with us today, who is a PA for Northeast Georgia Physician Group Vascular Surgery. She has been doing that for at least the last two years, has over 10 years of experience as a physician assistant. I am proud to call her a colleague. She has worked in cardiothoracic surgery, where I first met her when we were a long time ago, was that? So 10 years ago? We were much younger. Much, much younger. And then cardiothoracic surgery, she had worked six years, which is pretty amazing to me. And then in the emergency room, and where she has landed back again with vascular surgeon with Northeast Georgia Physician Group, which is really part of our local hospital here. I kind of was asking her, what does her job really look like? I have a lot of people that come in asking about blood vessels to the leg area. In our plastic surgery practice, we do minimal amounts of very superficial vessels, but really I was going to have her focus primarily on aesthetics. And when somebody's coming in and we're looking at these little spider vessels, I call them spider vessels, is that what we're called? Well, we call them micro veins in the vascular world just for insurance purposes and different things like that. But yes, spider veins. That sounded so much more educated. (laughs) Those things. So when somebody has those, if I'm starting there, how does that visit look? And then what do you think when you're addressing it? And what is happening? Lots of questions in that one. Okay, so I always tell people that I have a job because one, people don't like the way that their legs look. Two, they don't like the way that their legs feel. And three, it can be a little bit of both. So first, let's talk about the way that people don't like the way that their legs look. I don't like way my legs look for lots of reasons, but we'll focus on this. Okay. Focus. So from a vascular standpoint, you can have veins that are superficial in nature. So you have your varicose veins that kind of look like you think about your grandma's legs standing at the kitchen sink, washing the dishes. They're the bulging veins that kind of look warm, like they're tortuous and they're superficial and they're large. Those can ache, itch, burn, sting. So they can have symptoms associated with them. And then you have the spider veins that are the micro varicose veins where they can be heavily concentrated at the ankles, or you can have them on the side of your legs, those sorts of things. And they can sting and ache and itch and burn, but they're more of the cosmetic realm of... Are they related to the big, ropey, gross vessels? They can be. A lot of this is all genetic. So your mother has them, you have them, your sisters have them. But for the most part, they can be associated with medicine. So steroids, if you have a lot of eczema or whatnot, you can thin the skin, you can get some superficial veins that appear. As far as the spider veins, they can be associated with sun, but genetics is the number one reason that you're going to have them. Ooh, genetics. Yeah. Thanks, That's mom. Not nice Thanks, grandma. Me. But I'll take that over. Or dad. So. They can. so when somebody's coming in to you, are they coming in? Because you're a vascular surgery office. So Haley, I'm coming in. These spider veins bother me. How does that visit look? So we have kind of two options that you can come with. If the, the spider veins are that your only complaint, you don't have any varicose veins, you don't have any swelling. Rest- Could you have varicose veins that you can't see? Or can you always see those? Mm-hmm. Like I think of those big, ropey, ugly ones, but are, are they hidden underneath at all or no? Not really. Really. I mean, you can have some veins that are bulging underneath, but the majority the majority of like what we're talking about are going to be on the surface. If you have... Stay focused, Katie. That's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> talk about leg swelling and some other things in a minute. If we're talking about truly kind of aesthetic type things, Good. we're going to focus on the ones that you see. So they can have little symptoms, but oftentimes not as bad as the others. Correct. So if you have no leg swelling, no cramping when you're walking, no significant restless leg syndrome, and all you come in is you say, I had some 
pregnancies and you know these superficial little spider veins showed up or I'm older and my ankles are starting to turn purple and I see these little vessels, you can come in for a meet and treat and you pay $350 and I look at your legs and say everything looks good from an arterial $350 is not bad folks. I just have to say that right there. <laughs> I fought hard for that one. <laughs> so we, we check arterially, make sure everything looks good. I do a good physical exam and then we talk about expectations and I can actually inject you that day for your spider veins. We do both legs. I would try to get you the best results from that one visit. Usually it can take two to three visits depending on how dark or how large the spider veins are, but we can definitely treat you based on that alone. Now when you're injecting, does it feel kind of like little horrendous little fire ants? So I have had people tell me that it feels a little like spider. Don't let them tell you it does not hurt. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> we'll tolerate it very well. What I do hurts much worse. <laughs> yes. Katie will hurt you much worse. You inject that and then what happens after you inject? You have to wear medical grade compression or at least ACE wraps from where you are injected. So I always tell people to expect it from like your toes to your thigh for about seven days, day and night. There's new research coming out that says about 13 days of compression can help. So I tell people the longer you can do it, the better it is. Day and night, you can shower, but after that you put it back on and you wear the compression because we're basically causing an inflammatory reaction inside that tiny little vessel to close it down. And I need that compression to help that inflammatory reaction so that the blood will leave the vessel and kind of absorb so that it will go away. How much of a result can we expect off of the first one? I know everybody's different, but ish. I know it's not a, a perfect thing and there's a lot of variables. So yeah, I know it's a large range, but about 50 to 70% maybe to of kind of some lightning, some resolution. Usually when I see patients come back, there is different phases of the clearance of the vessel. So you can see some lightning, you can see some where the vessel is actually resolved completely. And then there's some that's completely dark. We work through that as far as figuring out what the best treatment plan is moving forward. Do you have to hold off of any exercise or activities? No, anything you can do with your compression on, you can do. So <laughs> you walk out of the office, you get to go back to work if you want to. But if you want me to tell your husband that you can't do dishes or clean the house, <laughs> then I can just... I do. The only re one restriction that I tell everybody is that you want to stay out of the sun for a couple of weeks. So if vein work is not the best work to have done in the summer, and I always have a lot of patients mm -hmm. come in expecting to have their veins fixed during the summer mm -hmm. or right before the summer because they want bikini body ready, but a lot of it is a process and we do have to work through all of that. So I would try to make the expectations clear. Start thinking fall, winter, right. go ahead and plan exactly. in advance. So maybe starting early in the football season. That's what yes. I heard. You can see the results. You get the full results of one session at about four to six weeks. So people that are self-pay, I always tell them, let's wait four weeks and see where you are, how happy you are with what you have, and then we can proceed so that we don't rush into anything that's not necessary. Is there anything that somebody can do or do sometimes other things need to be treated in order to make this better? There are sometimes vessels underneath the skin that you can't see that are feeding these spider veins. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. That would look more like getting an ultrasound and doing some medically necessary things to come to this. And you assess that to see if it's medically Correct. necessary. Correct. So if that comes up and you came in for a aesthetic reason, cosmetic self-pay, and then you found that there was something else going on, then that part of their insurance could be charged. Correct. We would take the self-pay away and we could do whatever your copay is or whatever your insurance plan is. And you're so smart you would know that Correct. because I wouldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> just so you guys know. I would say you need to talk with somebody else. So in general, if somebody was to have those, they kind of need to expect them to have kind of a reoccurrence. Now, is it primarily the lower extremities then that they see these? Yes, you can have them on your chest. You can have them on your arms. You can have them. They are uh, prone to the face some, and that's a, a lot to do with steroid use and different things like that, or rosacea and different things like but that. But you're not treating that, right? No, I haven't dabbled in that. Yeah. Tell me how, in general, is there something that we need to be concerned about? So we're talking about aesthetic things, but is there something we need to be concerned about medically to look for to see when it becomes more of a medical issue so that somebody has warning signs? Are there anything that you can tell them to look out for? Yes, definitely. So if you have swelling of the bilateral lower extremities, meaning your ankles, your legs, kind of like below the knee. It can be above your knee, but for the most part, it's usually below Is that the all day long or is it just if I get them by the end of the day? It tends to happen as the day progresses. Okay. Um, there are reasons for swelling that happens. You know, you wake up, some of the medicines that you are on can cause swelling. Mm. We can look at different things as far as lymphedema and other diagnoses. But from a vein standpoint, usually you wake up in the morning, your ankles look good. You put your shoes on, you go to work, you stand on your feet for a long period of time, or you sit for a long period of time and then you start seeing some swelling, you get some leg heaviness and you can get some aching. So you're at work girls or men and you start feeling this, but then you go home and you have to take care of the kids and stand at the sink and do all these things. And all of a sudden you're like, my legs are really bothering me. Cause you've been up all fucking day. <laughs> that's why. When that happens, that's a red flag. And there are things that we can do to prevent this from a conservative standpoint, meaning non-procedural based. You can wear medical grade compression. Where do you get that? You can get custom fitted at Northeast Georgia Physicians Group from okay. nine to four <laughs> every day. And you don't have to call. You just show up. We'll measure your legs and we can get you a pair of socks or you can get it from literally Walmart, Bed Bath & Beyond online, Amazon. Just remember you get what you pay for. It's medical grade compression. It's 20 to 30 millimeters of mercury is what you want to wear. Teachers, hairstylists, people that are on your feet long periods of time standing on your feet at the chicken plant or at McDonald's, wherever you are working, you want to wear compression because you can either hopefully prevent this from happening or help this from progressing if you wear it daily. Awesome. So Katie Allen, do you wear your medical grade compression? Only when I'm going to see Dr. Reeves on the hall. Oh, just Katie, in case. Just the thing is, is, it's so hard when you take them off. <laughs> you need the micro fiber Sigvara socks. At your office? Yes. It comes in cool colors too. It does. There's pink that is striped. There's gray that is striped. I don't really remember what other options we have, but they're my favorite sock that we wear. And I say that kind of in jest, but for real, you get what you pay for. And yeah. microfiber is double wrapped. It's the most comfortable sock I've ever worn. It's easy to put on and it's easier to get off. But I will say when I was pregnant, I had to have my husband take them off of me at night. Because it's hard. Yeah, I agree. It's After hard. we've been up all day, yes. it's, it's a little uncomfortable when they come off. Yes. Almost it like the return of both so this is definitely medical grade, big difference worth paying more for because we want to see a difference and we don't want bad things to happen. And you want it to be comfortable. So you want to be able to be compliant with it. That's what I always tell people is making so your life use better. It. You're going to use it. The thing that we want to make sure of, especially as you advance in age or become wiser, as I tell my patients that are getting older, nice. we want to make sure that you don't have any arterial disease because you sit in my waiting room long enough, you'll see somebody walk in with an amputation mm. and different things like that. And that is our 
arterial disease where patients have blockages in their arteries. So I can do a physical exam and feel your pulses and make sure that everything feels okay. But if we have any indication that there's any arterial disease, I can do studies to make sure that we don't have any of that going on. So vein disease is a, I always say it's a good disease to have in the realm of diseases because it's not medically harmful in the fact that you're not going to lose your limb and you're not at higher risk for a blood clot. A lot of people think that they're at higher risk for a blood clot when their veins aren't working appropriately. So the veins are pumping it back to the heart. Correct. Your arteries deliver oxygen to the tissue. Your veins, think of them as a tube that brings the unoxygenated blood back up to the heart and lungs. The way that they work is they're a tube or a hose and they have valves inside and the valves open, the blood moves up, the valves close. The valves open, the blood moves up, the valves close. And in so people, if the veins aren't working well, they're going to pull down there. It's just going to settle. It can. Yeah. It's a one-way valve that can tend to leak and genetics, family genetics is the reason, number one reason why that that happens. Pregnancies and women can be a reason that it happens. And uh-huh. then you're standing on your feet for your lifetime. So, you know, your teachers, your hairstylists, yeah. your medical professionals, your PA standing at the yes. surgeon's table, anybody that is standing on their feet on concrete can have gravity pulling on these valves. So over time it push, puts stress on it and they can leak. And then you get the leg heaviness, the aching, the swelling, brown, now, ugly the, legs with possible ulcerations. Yes. And you can get wounds ultimately. That was what I was <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I had no, to go there. You're right. You're right. We can get wounds. So it's not, you know, you're not going to lose your leg over this as long as there's no arterial disease, but there are ultimately, you can get color changes in your skin where the iron actually seeps out of your vessels and into the skin tissue. It can get some stiffening or leather-like feeling and the brown staining uh, associated with it. It can get dry sister. and scaly or it can get, even get itchy. Uh, now we're getting into not the pretty stuff of yeah. the vein disease, but if we have medical professionals listening, you know, there if there people have wounds that are taking a long time to heal, get them to your vascular surgeon so that they can look at Definitely. So the arterial part, I got off on the vein part for a little bit too. So if they have a lack of arterial flow or it's decreased, what are those symptoms again? Arterial disease is more when you walk and you're, you know, walking to your mailbox, all of a sudden your calf starts cramping or you can get thigh cramping or you can get buttock cramping. You can get erectile dysfunction for our men that are listening when your arterial blood flow is not sufficient. Other reasons not to smoke. Sorry. (laughs) So... Um, when you start getting cramping, that's your muscle saying, I'm not getting enough oxygen. When you stop your exercise or your activity and you rest, that cramping usually resolves. When we really get worried about those sorts of things is when you're getting pain or cramping at rest. Now, I'm not talking about you are sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night and you get a Charlie horse. I'm talking about you're sitting around during the day and all of a sudden you get this horrible cramp after you've been cramping while you're being active. You think about heart disease and people say, I have angina or angina is what a lot of people say here in the South, but they're walking around, they get chest heaviness, they get tightness. It's their heart saying, we're not getting enough oxygen. It's that muscle screaming saying, help me, help me. It's the same way in your legs. I've known somebody like this. Mm-hmm. I know them to have a lot of that. I hope it works out. <laughs> Probably a vascular nightmare waiting to happen. So I got this question. Anytime I've gone to a youth event and you see a bunch of parents sitting around, everyone, probably 40 and above, you'll see people rotating their backs, bending over backwards and forwards. And I mean, it it almost looks like folks are doing like a little jazzercise class trying to get comfortable. And it looks like they're having leg back pain kind of things. Explain what you think of when you see that kind of thing or somebody comes in saying, or you've heard somebody talk about having leg pain. I can't tell you. Lower body pain, period. I can't tell you how many times I've seen patients come in and they say, my leg 
leg is really hurting and my doctor sent me to you because it's hurting on the side of my leg when it's really ridiculous pain, meaning it's radiating from their nerves that come out of their back or their spine into their leg. Those sensory nerves can cause numbness, tingling, burning, aching. It can come into your buttocks, go down the side of your leg, go into your foot. You can have SI pain or sacroiliac pain that can go into the lateral thigh. And this is all degenerative or arthritis from the spine. They got into a car accident. They have a herniated disc, those sorts of things. So I always make sure that we cover our bases. I always tell patients and try to make sure that the expectation is realistic as far as what we can do here in the office as far as pain relief and different things like that. Physical therapy is wonderful. I always offer imaging or a referral to neurosurgery or neurology depending on what they need. Usually your primary care physician can work you up for back pain in general and so I utilize them a lot for the initial workup and then we get them to wherever they need to be if I truly believe that it is pain coming from their back that's going into their legs. Two other reasons besides the vessels. Yes, arthritis is weird because it can cause a lot of knee pain, swelling in your legs that you don't realize, oh. hip pain, those sorts of things. So I have a lot of patients come in and they do have varicose veins, but their pain is more related to their arthritis. They hurt really bad when they first wake up in the morning, they're real stiff and they have pain. And then when they get moving, they get better, but it's around the area where their varicose veins are and their vascular issues are. And so they get sent to my office, but I don't truly believe that their veins are what's causing their pain. So we try to kind of sift through all of those symptoms and then figure out where we need to go from there. So you're really doing a vascular consult, a primary care consult, a neurosurgery consult, possibly a plastic surgery consult, and if they need some psychology work somewhere. Yes. Really doing kind of a full assessment with whatever has been sent your direction with this leg pain, trying to figure out what it is and is not. That is why I'm so thankful I'm a PA because I get to spend time with my patients and kind of talk to them and figure out exactly what we have going on and why they're there and how I can help. I hope you're being reimbursed adequately. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. (laughs) So one more thing that we all hear about that probably gets most of us scared. I know with us being plastic surgery, anytime we're having surgery or general surgery on our patients, but blood clots in general. Um, And, you know, I know there's a lot of different conditions that can increase that or it's genetic, but really I'm a little bit like the layman other than, you know, if I think of the word blood clot, I am on the, we need help. We need it fast and it's not us, but somebody's got to do it and we're not waiting another hour. So tell me about blood clots in general. That's a big, broad topic, I know, but kind of, if you can kind of tell us a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Blood clots can be very scary Mm -hmm. and can be critical. So when we think of blood clots, let's talk about symptoms first. So you have leg swelling. It's usually one-legged and it can be painful. You can have some redness associated with it, but mostly it's just swelling and pain associated with it. The risk factors in that can be procedural based. So you just had surgery. I just had my knee replacement and all of a sudden two days later I have significant swelling or really it's more like a week later you're out of the hospital and at home and all of a sudden you have leg swelling of one leg that's new onset. Your calf is hurting, those sorts of things. You have to consult your doctor right away. Like right away means right then, not tomorrow. Correct. Um, And they most likely could possibly send you to the ER. And I know that that's a hard thing to hear, but you need to get an ultrasound to make sure that everything looks okay because it can be devastating if a blood clot goes undiagnosed. So estrogen-based medicines, oral contraceptives, postmenopausal women, or I guess perimenopausal women Mm -hmm. with estrogen-based medicines can be at risk. You can have morbid obesity as a risk factor. You can have family genetics. Smoking is a risk factor. Are immobile. So long car rides, long plane rides, those sorts of things can cause you sitting on the couch for long periods of time. Now, I, I have to interrupt. When somebody's doing the long play, is that everybody is as susceptible basically and 
then there's other factors that makes them more susceptible or when they're taking the long plane rides, the long car rides. No, everyone. Is everyone. Susceptible. Does it help to wear compression or anything yes. or not really? No. Hey, okay. Your next trip to Europe, you need to wear medical I'm going to make lots of those okay. trips. Okay. I got so, lots of trips planned. <laughs> yes. No, compression. I made my, my husband wore pink compression socks. I Amen, buddy. That. Amen. I there's that a man. On purpose, but when we flew to Europe for our big trip that we took a couple years ago before we had kids, he wore compression just because I was that crazy. That's good. It, but it yeah. makes sense. Any trip over three hours most likely should probably have compression and you should be up and moving on the plane or getting out of the car. I always had this rule when I was single and driving places. I went to school in Savannah, so I always <laughs> drive long periods of time. Yeah. It You didn't stop until the gas tank was empty. I get that. that was. Yes. Like, yes, that's a bad rule. Yeah. Do that, oh. so I, know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. The older we get, the more we have to stop anyway. So. Uh, lots of other problems. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Blatter. So the compression being that 20 uh, to 30. Yes. 20 to 30. Millimeters. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. I needed you to say that part. So, and then is there any help if somebody is okay to take aspirin for lots of other reasons they have to make sure? Does that help or not really help? Yes, it prevention? can help for sure. You can get superficial blood clots of, I mean, let's just say you have a large cluster of varicose veins, which are those large bulging varicose veins at the surface of the skin. There are times where because of certain reasons, lack of mobility, different things, you can get a clot in the superficial system that is not devastating or a big deal, but it can be extremely painful. It can be tender. There can be redness. There can be warmth. If you ever have any of these symptoms, you definitely need to seek medical attention. But usually after you've been ruled out for a deep vein blood clot, we can treat that with warmth, like heating pad, moist, warm compress, compression, and NSAIDs. So aspirin, ibuprofen, Advil, those sorts of things. So it is definitely something that you can take prophylactically if needed. Can you tell me what the phone number is to get an appointment with you for a great evaluation? And is that for a self-pay only or insurance as well? All phone number is 770-219-4000. And again, specifically asking for Haley Queen for a consult. We are excited that she came and visited with us. We are lucky to be able to get these experts in here discussing real life, real facts, and things that we can look out for, possibly treat. It's such a big deal to find those people that we can trust. Thank you again, Haley, for stopping by and using your time. And thank you to her family for giving her up for the day. And hopefully she's being reimbursed adequately at work. Just kidding. Katie, you're wonderful. You're my she hero. is awesome. And I will also say, just so that we know, in addition to things, she is our, every state has a physician assistant. Associate. So um, she is part of our Georgia Association of Physician Assistants. So every state has a association and that is ours. And I'm extremely proud that she's our president-elect until July, at which time she will start filling her term there. And that's pretty rad. And I am quite proud. I am not anti-man, but I am always extremely proud when a woman is taking a leadership role and she has taken many before that. This happens to be hers this time and super thankful that we have so many that are representing the physician assistant profession and taking their time to do that because that is what keeps this profession going and keeps patients safe. Until next time, hint, hint. Unrelated to medicine completely, but just so people get to know you a little bit better. So these are some fun questions that I have for everybody, and they're a little different for each person. If I was to ask you three books that come to mind right now that you have thoroughly enjoyed over the last several years, what would probably your first three, no pressure, be? Ish. Oh, I'm reading a good one right now. Okay, tell me. It's a series. It's by, I think his name is Jack Carr, C-A-R-R. And the first one is Terminalist, but it's about to be, I think, an Amazon Prime special. And it's kind of, he's a, retired Navy SEAL mm-hmm. now and all. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Me and my husband are reading it mm-hmm. together. 
Well, I bet that's saucy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So okay, sorry. That's All right. one. And then, oh, I read, okay, this is crazy. Don't judge me, people. But there's this one by, that's a series by Elizabeth Hunter. I read it during my maternity leave with my little boy. Ooh, I don't know, but it's like 16 books. But they can look up the author, Yeah, right? Elizabeth Hunter, guys, look her up. It's wonderful. It's about vampires. I know you're totally <laughs> judging me, but I loved it. We the, don't care. The there's some that'll be very excited the and secretively looking at it, too. and the plot was fantastic. I just want you to know that that's we're different books. <laughs> I can't sit around and wait for the character development. <laughs> I'm like, who's the character? What's going on? Quickly, quickly. Okay, and one more. I won't put too much pressure. One more. I know it, it doesn't have to be. It can just be any. There's no more pressure on that last one. Oh, God. I mean, I don't I know. even know. There's so many. I'm on my sister's Kindle. And a lot of times I don't even know the name of the book that I'm reading. I just like reading it. And then it's kind of like a brain dump. Well, it know? sounds like you've got series that you're reading. So yeah, you're reading I a do. lot within those authors. I kind of get addicted. And then I just read and read and read. And then you get really sad when they're It's over. Yeah. It's really over. Exactly. Which means they should get a different series. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you need to write one. Okay. Maybe so it's your turn to write the book. Listen, I've always said I wanted to write a book. So when <gasps> I feel it coming on. Okay, but we need to conquer the white. Okay, okay, okay. Just two. Okay. Since since she's a little intimidating. Okay. I can't think. Here, I, when you grew up, what did you want to be? Okay, I'm going to turn this question around because I always knew I wanted to be in medicine, so it's kind of a lame answer. But would I know what I want to do when I retire? Yes. I want to work in a jewel. That is not what I saw coming. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even. I don't wear. I don't even know. I know. I'm like. I don't even understand. A jewelry store. But if you think about it, first of all, jewels are beautiful. I love sapphire on everybody. Emeralds, diamonds. Yes, everybody loves them. Okay, and then anybody that goes into a jewelry store is happy that they're there because they don't have to be there. They don't have to spend their money. It's one of those things. that's like a guilty pleasure. Or I'm going to ask the woman that I love to be the. And so you can help them pick them out. And I just. And they're happy. And And they're celebrating something typically. And then my whole paycheck can go towards, you know, my new jewelry and my husband doesn't have to buy me anything. And you can bring me some. She does a wonderful job of buying me jewelry. Uh, Yeah. I don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) I just like good staple pieces. That's that's where we are in our relationships. We've been married six years, so we're getting good staples. Good staples. Build the foundation. That's right. Okay. I'm going to buy some for myself. <laughs> yes, you Okay. Should. If you weren't a vascular surgery PA, you'd want to be a... Oh, is it like wrong to say a plastic surgery PA? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, that's But don't I take do. my job. <laughs> I I just have been trying to talk them for years to hire Oh my me. gosh. My job is threatened all the time. And that actually is such a good way. Think about the way that vascular goes into that. Talk about soft tissue, blood flow. It all goes together. Yes. yes. Wonderfully. Mm-hmm. I feel threatened. Don't I'm just kidding. Threatened. I'm just kidding. Okay. What has been one of the biggest game changers in your field specifically? Like, is there anything that you've seen change, whether it's visualization of vessels with something like compression stockings or radiology or patient accessibility or? I mean, this is like very recent, but I think with the pandemic and everything, I mean, telemedicine has been a game changer through the last year as far as accessibility to providers and patients feeling comfortable and the mode of health access in general. Has telemedicine been beneficiary to that, giving them more access regularly? I think we're working out the kink. And I mean, I was trained by an old school surgeon, Dr. Alan Wolf, with a strong history of physical, physical exam being most primary. So it's hard for me in far as, as far as telemedicine to kind of trust it. But I think that there are modes or situations where it's very beneficial to the patient and the provider to utilize 
has it. And I'm doing a lot of it more so with follow-up. I know you got to ask this one. So, or I got to ask this one. Favorite sports or exercise you like to participate in? I heard mm-hmm. Orange Theory come through earlier, but yes. I don't know if that's a favorite or not. I've never done that, but that's so painful. No, Orange Theory has been, it's been life-changing to me. I, you know, was a college athlete and then continued to like work out and run half marathons and do all these things. And then I had children and I had two babies in three years, which was like a lot of... What did you go to college for? Or what did you play in college? Mm, I was recruited for soccer and then walked... I love soccer. I didn't know that about you. And then you got recruited from there to no, no, no. But I, then I walked onto the basketball team. But I broke my leg. It's crazy. This is this is a story you need to know, Katie. I need to hear this. Okay, so my little sister was born with a cleft palate. Always was in the hospital having surgeries like throughout years, and I was always reading medical books. I was always thinking I was going to be a nurse, and then all of a sudden, I was in college playing soccer broke my leg my sophomore year they had said you can't go into nursing school because and play sports and I wasn't ready to give it up so I was like well fine I'll just do a bridge program for my master's broke my leg during a game playing LaGrange College and APA set my leg flinted me they casted me two days later at Athens Orthopedic and I was like wait what is a PA and that's how I became a PA isn't that interesting Mm. that is totally crazy so you need to break your leg or we wouldn't have even found each other God works I mean I'm sorry divine 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 Because I sure do like you. Okay. Favorite sport you enjoy watching? Oh, man. I am a basketball fan all the way. I grew up watching college basketball, but my husband has made me an NBA fan. Okay. I'll cheer loudly, but I don't know much of what's going on on basketball <laughs> compared to everything else. Actually, no, you'll catch me on the other things. I'll fake it till you make it. You Box go. out. <laughs> That's what I say. Box, <laughs> Box out. Through. Box out. Follow through. What the hell? You have been so enjoyable to meet with today. Thank you so very much for coming by and visiting. And thank all of you for listening to Make Me Pretty, Tomboy Turn Plastic Surgery PA. Please take the time to listen and subscribe, but especially to leave a review as this supports the podcast most significantly. For those of you that would like a consult with me in my office or virtually, you can call our office for an appointment at 770-534-1856. If you'd like a consult with our guest, Haley Queen, PA, with NGPG Vascular Surgery, you can call 770-219-4000. You can find us on Instagram at Make Me Pretty Podcast or at our website at www.makemepretty.org. I look forward to some of our future episodes that are coming up, including one by Dr. Keshma Sujani, uh, who is an incredible OBGYN and is going to be speaking to us about labioplasties. For those of you who might be in need of something like a labioplasty, this is a great way to get an introduction to the subject, including the diagnosis and possible treatment plans. Thank you again for listening with us, and we look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you.